<laughs> it is time for some informed opinion and considered analysis of the week's top news stories. You know what that means, the roundtable and some introductions first, an all-star lineup today. Chris Smith is an attorney with the Tripp Scott Law Firm in Fort Lauderdale and a former Democratic state senator. Rafael Yaniz is a Miami attorney and political analyst, and Mark Caputo, a Florida correspondent for Politico and covering the 2020 presidential race nationwide. You have a new Politico uh, assignment, do you not? I do. Currently, I'm covering the Democrats running the for president in 2020. And all right 40 now, of kind of, them? yeah, yeah I, I think we're up to. He 50 can do now. that. He <laughs> can do that. Y'all better get worried now. It's, it's right. kind of a clown car primary right now. <laughs> That's not, not all that different from 2016. Right. We'll get right? we'll get back to that. Let's begin, however, with sort of the story of the moment and. Uh, uh, Rafael Yaniz, uh, you don't look like an electronic dance music guy necessarily, but who but he's knows? Young. Uh, he's young. Yeah, I, but I you, do enjoy But you may music. be the junior member of the profiling. people here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm profiling. Um, anyway, there was, I think, a terrible snafu yes. out there Friday yes. night, early Saturday morning. And city manager Emilio Gonzalez, you know, tried to say, oh, well, there were a few problems and we tweaked them and fixed them. But, you know, I, I just, I mean, this looks like it was designed to fail out there on, on Virginia Key. I was saying before we came out here that anyone with two brain cells saw this writing on the wall from the Ouch. moment it was announced in Virginia Key. I don't blame the city of Miami for wanting to try to make one of the premier international events that takes place in Miami work. However... Uh, you know, I'm going to do something here. I'm going to give the most dangerous kind of advice to the ultra organizers, free and unsolicited. <laughs> you could have called up the county. I asked the mayor out there, if the ultra organizers would have called you, could you have gotten a deal struck to get some excess bus capacity and pay overtime to the bus drivers? Yeah. I mean, a thousand buses is not realistic, but you got to work out some unique solutions to get all these people off Virginia Key. Well, can I just say, right. I don't think it was the number yeah. of buses that went wrong. It was the fact that when everyone started leaving early and right. had had no buses that early and were walking, they clogged the, the causeway and the buses yes. that they did have could not get Correct. in. That was, right. yeah, can, I, can I put up, uh, on Friday in the Miami Herald, uh, our friend Connie Ogle had just, I thought, a brilliant piece. It was called Seven Reasons Why Ultra Will Go Smoothly. And here's oh. one of them. She says, transportation will be easy. A lone causeway connects Miami to Virginia Key. There will be no parking. Uber and Lyft won't pick you up, although they will drop you off. I mean, and then she said, oh, you must use the system of shuttle buses that obviously won't make you wait at all. What could possibly go wrong? Well, she was so prescient. And I and think that's the point made by Raphael is that, I mean, you've, this may be the first time it's at Virginia Key, but it's not the first time you've seen this festival. And this is not the first event you've had on Virginia Key. I mean, you and I have seen each other numerous times at the tennis at the matches, tennis but, that, but yeah. that's not the size of Ultra and the type chaos. of people. And you would never have walked home over the carpet. Oh, well, or is this is parking <laughs> on site for the tennis tournament think, at Crandon Park. I yeah, think Miami, Miami's going to have to decide if it wants its international brand as a destination city to continue with Ultra. Because it doesn't sound like, unless there is an unknown unknown that we haven't considered with transportation, <laughs> this is just simply a math problem. A thousand buses and how many thousands of people just doesn't work. Yeah. So Miami's going to have to decide, look, do we want this back at Bayfront Park or not? Do we mm -hmm. want to have this event or not? Most cities would kill for yes. this type of money to come in the city and uh, these type of uh, tourists, these type of people who are there, they're young, 
they're, uh, they're the future generation. It's a great way to brand the city. But there's an element in the city that sure Mark, as hell doesn't want. Well, and not only not only young and, and branding, but that's not a cheap festival to go yeah. to. That yeah. three-day mm -hmm. pass is what? Those people have money. Yes. They yeah. have yeah. money they and they spend money. money. I, hate, I hate to try to drive more business to the Dolphins, but it seems like <laughs> Hard Rock Stadium might be the only venue that could sustain that amount of people right. and on-site parking. Yeah. But well, while you've something. mentioned... Uh, How about the Marlins Stadium? Stadium, Marlin Stadium. Stadium. You know, <laughs> we need a rail line Let out me there. just say mm -hmm. parenthetically that I was out at the tennis tournament twice this week. Don't right. know if you got there, Chris. Steve Ross mm -hmm. and his people really did a nice yeah. job. I mean, the tournament, it's nicely done out there. All mm -hmm. the facilities are excellent. Uh, not exactly the ambience, uh, the cachet that Key Biscayne has, but uh, well, well done. So we're talking about the event and the people who go and the problems they face, but what about the community? Because mm -hmm. this, Chris, this yeah. this is one event in a community, Dade, Broward, Monroe, that hosts these kind of communities right. on the beach and the boat show and, you know, what, what kind of traffic and the causeway chaos when the boat show is leaving and everyone's gridlocked. Is this just a matter of sit back, relax, these are good for your community, bite the bullet and deal with it every once in a while? Yeah, every once in a while, but also have better communication between everybody. And like I say, again, this isn't the first time. Um, you talk about what they're doing at the Dolphin Stadium. They have jazz in the gardens there mm -hmm. um, yeah. two weeks ago, and they have that every year, and they seem to work it out. So this year is the hook, is the, is the big hiccup, but this does bring our community a lot of people from outside of the community yeah. who may come back later. You know, 60,000 so. 60, approximately yeah, people are attending this event, and as Glenna said, Paying up to four or five hundred dollars. Let's learn from the to mistakes. To listen to a guy's keep iPad. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry to sound old but it, here. Yeah, you know, get off my lawn. It's a good. It's a yeah. good iPad. Yeah. <laughs> and fireworks coming out of the iPad. Speaking of fire, it was like the fire festival yes. we were talking about mm -hmm. this earlier, which is the big failed and festival that happened in the Bahamas. Yeah. Well, it wasn't the, that bad. And the Ultra 5K that happened Friday night. And I will say, <laughs> the ultra organizers have to be absolutely dying that the hashtag on Twitter is hashtag Fire Festival, festival Two, two. Yeah. for Ultra, which is well, I mean. Yeah. It will be notarized. All right, let me kind of change directions here in the a little bit before we're going to take a break. But, you know, here was Mayor Carlos Jimenez, and he was proposing this lowering toll roads, uh, toll fees here in Miami-Dade County. Uh, Mark, you spent several years in Tallahassee in every session. Uh, apparently, he got a very lukewarm response uh, to his proposal up there. Uh, what do you think uh, the legislature? Uh, I think it's helpful to think of the Miami-Dade uh, delegation and its politicians in the same way we think about Afghanistan. Oh, God. <laughs> so Explain that. Wow. You, will have, you, you will have, you know, myself against my brother, my brother and I against our family, our family against the village, the village against the next village, yeah. you know, our people against the other people. They're always warring with each right. other. So when yeah. I first cut my teeth covering the Dade delegation in, you know, 2003, uh, Marco Rubio was up and yeah. coming. There was David Rivera and Ralph yeah. Arson. All of these guys kind group. of hated each other. Yeah. And they destroyed each other. And now the Dade delegation is getting along better. So now, uh, in the past few years, it's been the Dade delegation versus the Dade politicians uh, from the county and the city. So right. this is just what you're going to get. You know what? We have, uh, let's explore this topic a little bit more, yeah. but first a two minute break and we'll be right back. <laughs>
Welcome back. Picking up the roundtable, discussing the uh, Mayor Jimenez's effort to take wrench back control of toll money from the state. Brian Avila uh, and mm. Manny Diaz, two state lawmakers. Chris Smith, you used to be up there yes. with them. Uh, how, how is this playing? Where do you see this going? I, I see them is. As the mayor said, they're not really representing their Dade County constituents because South Florida are, um, we always said we're donor counties. Mm -hmm. Whenever there's transportation issues, or other, we're donor counties. And now you have your constituents back home saying, hey, yeah, let us take control of this. Let us be in control, control of our roadways. And, and I, I don't know if they're really representing Dade County or representing the bigger, because you are a state legislator, maybe it's better for the entire state, but I see it, I see it it's gonna be a tussle back and forth for the rest of session. Well, let me ask you um, sort of a devil's advocate question. Might it be that they are looking at their county and their constituents yes. who are here, obviously, and saying, you know what, the county and MDA, they're not doing what we want with the money that we think is good for the county. Might, mm -hmm. might that be government, one direction? Local profit? government, though. There's always there's this assault in Tallahassee on home rule. Yeah. There's always yes. bills yeah, and there's constantly assault yes. on home rule. And here's, a, here's another home rule battle where you got well, your locals wanting to be And the assault is by the locals on local <laughs> Control. Raphael, how do you see this? Well, and you know, as a daily user of MDX, I, I did some disturbing calculations the other day that driving from the North Kendall Drive entrance uh, out to downtown Miami and getting off on 17th Avenue is $61 a month mm. one way. Whoa. So wow. Miami-Dade residents are being taxed in incremental steps. You know, a dollar here, a dollar seven here, 66 cents there. It's absolutely disturbing. If you sit down and go through your Sun Pass tolls, many of us don't think about it. I took an express lane, which is not MDX, you know, full mm -hmm. disclosure, but I took an express lane to get here to the studio. It was only a dollar, but I keep seeing these fights over the county roads, and the express lane was, was absolutely abhorrent. It looked worse than developing countries' roadways. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then the construction projects never end on MDX because they yeah. always have to say, we're putting your dollars to work. However, I think people are being taxed too much. We're, we're not seeing any incremental benefits, but we are seeing incremental slowdowns on every road. You know what you just reminded yeah. me of when MDX in its earlier years, there was an issue with landscaping. And do you remember mm -hmm. this? They, they paid some exorbitant amount mm -hmm. of money for palm a trees. palm tree. Palm right? trees. I know, off the top of my head, you know, well, F. Dot is also, yeah. F. Dot has also yeah. done that. Yeah. yeah, but that's the kind of thing when people pay $61 a month if they have a job with really that's no... That's one way. That's one, only one way. But with no with no alternative. Correct. There's no subway. There's no real... And forgive me, there isn't a bus system that can take many people from where they are to where they need to go in an efficient yeah. manner. There's just not. Right? Yeah, well, we're essentially doomed, and the more sprawl that is allowed to develop without yeah. transit alternatives and at the same time without the extra money to go there, here we are. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's really kind of a horrendous situation, and I don't think there's any good solution. Yeah. And if you're looking for good solutions, Tallahassee is not the place to find it. <laughs> 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 you asked about the... Do you want to take that one? Well, I, 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 I would disagree with that a little bit, but in, maybe that's why the two legislators from South Florida are wanting to make the decisions in Tallahassee, because we've seen such... You know, on, on the local level, you've seen a lot of mishaps when it comes to the transportation system here. So it's both sides have their pros and cons, and just we would hope that they would meet with the mayor when he comes up there that they can all get together yeah. and come to some kind yeah. of South Florida conclusion. Yes. Well, look, we're, as I said earlier, well, we're going to invite them. Mark, Mark has something to yeah, say. No, if yeah, I could just add something, just using the gridlock metaphors, mm -hmm. think of legislation in Tallahassee like cars moving on a road. 
and if there's more gridlock and there are more obstacles in the way, there are going to be fewer cars on that road in the long term. And so with legislation that the county mm -hmm. wants approved, the more opposition there is, the likelihood is yeah. it's going to die. It's yeah. not going to pass. It's, it's a, okay, it's I really a had to think shot. about that yeah. to get yeah. that mental shot. image. All right, well, it's going to be a train wreck. How let's about that? let's sort of change. <laughs> let's move on to, I think, a really interesting topic, which is the mayor of Miramar, Wayne Messam, 44 years old, has a great kind of life story, yes. um, announced on Saturday that he is running for president. Well, he seems to be the longest of long shots, and Mark Caputo, as the one reporter <laughs> at this table dedicated to the 2020 presidential race, what kind of a chance do you think he has? I generally don't like to handicap elections before they happen, but yeah, a long shot would probably be charitable. But speaking to his bio, his demeanor, and the way in which he's decided to just kind of full-fledged go into this, this is at the very least a lose-to-win strategy. Charlie mm -hmm. Chris did it when he ran for the Senate in yes, 1998. Basically, you yes. lose kind of statewide in a big election. The next thing you know, you're going to be running statewide and winning. Right. So I could see that happening with Wayne. Yeah, that's a clever analysis. Uh, the one thing, uh, Chris Smith, that uh, uh, Mayor Messam is mm -hmm. proposing, and I want to hear from Glenna because she actually went and spoke with him on Thursday. But when he made his announcement, well, and with you on Thursday. His main policy issue is erasing student debt. He says that he, the government should basically take over, excuse, forgive $1.5 trillion in student uh, university and college debt. And total disclosure, I'm still paying student loans, and so yay, Wayne. <laughs> but um, I mean, he made the point that, you know, we gave tax breaks, give trillions of dollars of tax breaks to corporations every year. This is a tax break to, you know, small business owners. This is a tax break to those that are trying to make it out and start their families and start the American dream, but settle with this debt that they're paying. I'm making a mortgage payment every month to this date right. because of a student loan debt that I cured yeah, 20, 30 years ago. Thank you. We, we need to take a break, but um, we can talk a little bit about this because there's some detail there, too, to mm -hmm. talk about. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Well, welcome back. We are in the midst of the roundtable here with Rafael Yanez, Chris Smith, and Mark Caputo. And let's hear from Mayor Messam uh, talking about student debts. Here is from the uh, interview with the one and only Glenn <laughs> Milburn. If you contemplate the nearly $2 trillion in tax cuts that the president gave to corporations and the richest of the rich, richest Americans, um, it's more than enough to eliminate the $1.5 trillion with more to spend to start addressing other important issues in this country. Well, he makes a good case here for it, but uh, Glenna, I mean, the fact of the matter is Congress <laughs> enacted a huge tax cut and the last thing that you do is give people something and then ask them to give it back. Well, the, mm -hmm. then the tax cut was beneficial for everybody in little ways, but I think uh, Mayor Messick's point mainly. was the, mm -hmm. the, the wealthiest in the corporations. But what struck me, Chris, please, please react to this. What struck me is, and I even discussed this with him, you hear what the GOP buzzword is going to be for 2020 is socialism. You're right. starting to hear everything that the Democrats do, they tag as socialism. Mm -hmm. and. And this was going to be one of those things that a conservative voter or an opponent would say, oh, look, he wants to, you know, spread the money around again. Is no, that I, something I, that he I should see, be concerned about? No, I see this is more of education. 
a free public education as, as is described by our founding fathers. I think this is more on the education track than socialism track and that he's truly trying to make the education system free. You have people leaving with massive amount of debt and so is it truly free and are they being hampered from doing more? And when you talk about the GOP tax cuts, if I'm not spending that $800 a month on my student loan that I'm paying, I'll probably be investing it in something and putting it back in the economy. So, so it goes along their lines of tax cuts. Here's a tax cuts instead of for the most wealthy, instead of for corporations, but for the, the middle class. GOP are going to say, where does the line, where do you draw the line? Because credit, you know, right now, education debt has surpassed credit card debt as the largest aggregate form of debt Is held by American consumers. Yes. Wow, you have a so, number on that? Uh, I, I could pull it up for you after the mm -hmm. show, but we're, we're looking at $1.5 trillion in education debt, and credit card debt's a, a little north of a trillion. So, American consumers, we love debt, but there's also issues with moral hazard and, and, and economics. You have a problem where people who've been incentivized to actually pay their loans, play by the rules, are going to turn mm -hmm. around and say, what about me? I paid off my yeah. hundred grand in loans. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I had my Pell Grant and I struggled <laughs> to pay it off and eventually mm -hmm. I finally I finally did, but I felt invested. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, and I'm sorry that you've got your $800 <laughs> a month. You know, uh, Mark Caputo, if I can, it's kind of a reach here, but uh, Joe Biden this week had his Me Too moment. Uh, Senator Mr. Biden is about ready to announce his candidacy and this uh, former Lieutenant Governor candidate in uh, Nevada, Lucy Flores, said he came up behind her, he touched her, kissed her on the head uh, and that she was very uncomfortable. And you tweeted this morning about this, about Biden's response. What do you yeah, think? Yeah, well, we just moved a story in Politico. The, the problem that Joe Biden is having is that not only is he a 76-year-old career politician, white male in a political party that wants new, fresh mm -hmm. faces, and in many respects, non-white and female candidates, right. he has had a very long history. There's a highlight reel. There are num numerous highlight reels right. of him being... I think Familiar. handsy is the word. Touchy-feely? Yeah, touchy-feely. Yet, yeah. yet has he been the target of complaints? Well, he's now a target of a complaint that a appeared complaint. Fri yeah. Friday, and yeah. this is one of these issues that you see it took him two days to react to this. Right. And so not only does his demographic profile perhaps not mesh with where the Democratic Party might be going, mm -hmm. but his ability to respond on a campaign or a pre-campaign level has been woefully lacking. And I think this is going to be a preview of things to come for those people who think that Joe Biden is going to be coronated if he decides yeah. to run for president, he might be eviscerated instead. Yeah. yeah, let me just say personally, I've interviewed him a number of times, and he is a kind of guy, yeah. and Chris Smith, I know yes. you know, yeah. you've met him too, who throws his arm yes. around your shoulder, he, you know, touches your arm, mm -hmm. and uh, of course with a guy-to-guy a -guy kind of thing, there was nothing sexual about it, but I, I, think, I have seen yeah. the highlight rule no, Mark, please. Sorry. <laughs> I had a laugh. Uh, You've got one minute left. Make it good. <laughs> well, Mark, Mark makes a point by taking him two days to respond. I think at this point in time, every campaign, if you don't have a response in the can ready for when that moment yeah. come out from, from that moment. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. To his team. No. In the can their... for when it happens? Well. For when it happens, yes. <laughs> because honestly, I mean, you're seeing it in every single campaign. If you're out there running, there's someone who 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 
or, or could bring up something, and if you're not prepared to respond. As, as the only female sitting here, I'm going to go on record and tell you there is an absolute difference between somebody being touchy-feely and someone being sexually harassing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Period. No, no. Or those, if, I, if I can, we have, we, excuse okay. me, we have about 30 seconds left. Just got I just want to <laughs> I want to just take a second to acknowledge the passing this week of Seymour Gelbert, a wonderful guy. I, I loved him. He was the mayor of Miami Beach. His son, Dan, is the current mayor of Miami Beach, and we mourn his passing at the age of 99, a service going on right now at Temple Beth Shalom. You know, we say a prayer for I his memory be a blessing. Yeah. Yes. yes. On that note, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Thank you.